if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, either I'm losing my mind or that music was like really slow. It was really slow, yeah. What the hell was that? I mean, <laughs> I think Streamer is pulling something on us here. Whatever. Uh, it's National Championship Monday. Kansas, North Carolina. I don't think anybody thought we'd be in a situation with North Carolina in the national title game, but here we are. Um, yeah. Probably the worst North Carolina team to ever make it to the national championship on paper, I would say. Uh, but nothing wrong with that. They still made it. Fair enough. Um, I mean, Kansas, we'll start with Nova, Kansas, Final Four game. I think we need to talk about that. I mean, I think Villanova dug themselves too big of a hole early and uh, really just killed them because, I mean, Kansas, are they ever going to shoot that well again? Like, they made everything. <laughs> I don't know. It was unreal. They made everything. Unreal. 13 yeah. for 24 from three, which is – Pretty good as a team, I would say. Like Baji started six for six. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Kansas just controlled the game from start to finish. Villanova got it pretty close there for a while, and then uh, they just couldn't kind of get it to within, like, four. They got, I think they got it to six yeah. midway through the second, and then they yeah. kind of – then they fell apart because then Bill Self calls a timeout. Christian Brown decides to actually make a couple shots, and uh, it was history. I mean, Nova just – I don't. I, if Justin Moore was playing, I still don't think they win. I just think that they didn't have the depth or the interior presence that Kansas had because Kansas is a team, unlike the other teams that Villanova played, that knows how to get the ball inside to McCormick, and yeah. uh, they did yeah. that. And as inconsistent as he's been, he was very good in that game. Yeah, he was great in this game. Uh, Twenty-five points, ten for twelve, um, almost perfect from the free throw line. Yeah, they Villanova just didn't have an answer. Um, you know, Colin Gillespie had a, had a good game. Um, not good enough for what we thought for, you know, Villanova to have a chance to win. Um, but yeah, Kansas was just far and above better. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Kansas shot 53% from the field, 54% from three, 77% from the line. That's, uh, probably not a line you're going to see very often in the final four, but I mean, Villanova just. A lot of those threes that Kansas made were open, too. So I don't think North mm-hmm. Carolina is going to give them that. I think that uh, Villanova was kind of a little out of sorts defensively. They kind of swarmed to the shooters, and uh, it just didn't – they just couldn't cover all the bases with that. They were worried about McCormick inside, obviously. So they didn't have the perimeter defense that they probably wanted or expected to have. And they kind of – I assume they wanted to make a Baji – see what he's going to do early. And he decided, okay, I'll just make everything. So, <laughs> yeah. And he, he did what he should do. So, yeah. One it, encouraging thing. Guy, when a guy starts like that, it, it makes it tough to come back from. 
one encouraging thing I think for Kansas is the fact that Remy Martin was not good in this game and they still dominated. Yeah. I think that he's kind of been an X factor guy for them in the tournament. You look at the first three games of the tournament, he was their best player. And now he wasn't good against Villanova yet. They still rolled. So I think that's encouraging. Uh, Villanova only had three guys in double figures. Gillespie, 17. Slater, who they pretty much gave the uh, the old DeMonte Williams treatment to. Just go ahead and <laughs> take shoot. whatever shot you want. Uh, yeah. He had 16. And then Caleb Daniels had 13. So Jermaine Samuels, not much of a factor. I believe he had nine points. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Villanova just struggled. One thing that they could take away from this game is the fact that they have the highest free throw percentage of all time now as a team. So they got that going. Um, That's good. <laughs> they can take that away if they want. I mean, it, <laughs> I don't think that – I think deep down they probably knew they weren't going to have much of a chance in this game if they started the way they did. So, um, yeah. you know, still a good run. I mean, I and, that's a team that I was right about. And I think uh, it, hats off to Kansas's defense too. Um, their defense to start this game was exceptional. Um you know they they were trapping Gillespie. They were they were flying out at shooters, um, and they they just made it hard for Villanova. So, yeah, I mean the the way that the game started, you kind of knew okay, this is going to be a an extreme uh, uphill fight mm-hmm. for Villanova, and it was. And they didn't really have much of a chance. Uh, one more stat on this game: uh, Kansas now 128 points in their last 60 minutes played. Which is plus forty eight against their opponent. So because Miami wow. had fifteen in the second half when they played, and then obviously yeah. Villanova didn't score very much in this game. So Kansas wins. Uh, this Kansas team, obviously the better team tonight. We'll see if that matters. I mean, I would say going into the last year's national championship, I think it was pretty even. But I also think people thought Gonzaga was better. That didn't matter. Now, yeah. um, one thing that I kind of took away from from this game was the fact that this game was very much like the national championship last year. Because you look at the way that it started, it was Kansas jumping all over Villanova. And last year's national championship was Baylor jumping all over Gonzaga. Yeah. And then like 29 to 10 in the first 10 minutes, last year's national championship, this was 24 to 11 first 10 minutes of this game. And then you had uh, Gonzaga play better in the second half of the 10 minutes in the first half in the national championship, Villanova played better and then Baylor played better. And then Baylor takes over. It's, it was the same game pretty much. I mean, let's think about that. Both 16 point games, both very same flow. So, you know, maybe, maybe that Kansas wasted their, uh, their Baylor performance. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they I won't have it tonight. I don't know about that, but if Baycott is like, 78%, I like North Carolina's chances more than I would. I mean, they if need they him. shoot enough drugs into that ankle, yeah. it'll be fine. It also didn't seem like it was that bad with the way they were talking about it. I mean, the way he came out, it didn't seem that bad. After, you know, he came out, went to the locker room, got whatever, you know, they give you. And he seemed fine. Yeah. So, I don't know what, well, you know, afterward, after the game, when he was back in the hotel room, how it probably felt, but, you know. Well, the main the main thing uh, on Saturday night was Duke North Carolina uh, game absolutely lived up to it, and yeah. uh, I mean it. I mean, pretty much to the point where nobody even remembers the Villanova Kansas game happened. So <laughs> true. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, if you listen to the show, you know that I did not want Duke to win under any circumstances. So I'm very thrilled about that. 
Uh, <laughs> Coach K is done. Thankfully, the reign of terror is over. Um, and uh, it was it was great. North Carolina didn't – I mean, they went down seven. It was 41-34. Yeah. Then they instantly answered with a 10-0 run. And then I'm thinking, okay, maybe they have a chance. Then it goes back and forth for a while. And then Duke can't make free throws. And, of course, Coach K suddenly pointing out, oh, we can't blame Mark Williams for missing the free throws, but I'm going to bring up the fact that he missed the free throws about 40 times in my press <laughs> conference. So they made sure to do that is, as is uh, tradition with him. I think one no, big – not two. I mean, geez. Yeah, but, like, he missed two big ones when it was a one – they were down one, missed them both. And uh, I think Coach K wanted to subtly bring that up to act like he's not blaming him, but he's pretty much blaming him. So, right. you know. Also, this whole thing – let me just say this before we get into the game. How the hell does Coach K's grandson get an academic award and everybody's clapping and recognizing that? Like, how is he how is he sober enough to to go through classes? You know? Like how? This is a guy who had a DUI in November with Paolo Bonchero in the car. Yeah, like, if true. that is a nepotism or whatever, I don't know what the hell is. Because, <laughs> like, what is that? Like, I was watching the Pardon My Take show earlier. Whenever the the part where they were Big Cat and all those guys were drunk after the game, they all wanted North Carolina to win, obviously. And then there's a couple of Duke guys with them who worked for Barstool who were with them during the podcast. And Big Cat said it best. He said, was he sober enough to accept it? I mean, what is that? Like, how the hell does he get an award? And I, I don't give a, an F what his GPA is. That's just <laughs> BS. And it's it's dumb. And it's the most Coach K thing ever. Like, what a loser this guy is. I'm so glad he's gone. Anyway, one key stat in this game. North Carolina 10 for 26 from three, Duke 5 for 22. And you know what? Leaky Black, despite the fact that you might be the worst shooter I've ever seen on open shots, yeah, he locked down A.J. Griffin. And, he did. Uh, A.J. Griffin had six points. Yeah, and that's what we talked about. Uh, Leaky Black just needs to play defense, right? Um, and he played really good defense. Also, Teams, uh, teams will let him shoot. He's not going to make them most of the he, time. He didn't even sit on the bench. The whole game, so they didn't make any subs in the second half till Baycott got hurt. Yeah, that's crazy. I think their their starting five is like so much better together than anything else that they have. That I think that they kind of have to do that because they all do different things. Like R.J. Davis can play make, he can make some tough shots. Caleb Love kind of similar in that regard, except I think Caleb Love is a uh, probably a more trustworthy three point shooter because he can make the big one and he can make them over yeah, defenders. Three of ten, ten's pretty trustworthy. Well, I mean, like late in games, you made a couple of big ones and contested oh, yeah. threes. Uh, and then Leaky Black's a defender. Makes They're going to give him shots. If, you, if if they want Leaky Black to take a shot, they shouldn't because he can't. I think he made a couple. Did he make a couple in this game? Uh, who, Leaky? Yeah, two, yeah. two of five. But he had some, He had some. like those other three were like wide open, terrible shots um, when they came off. It probably felt cut off of his hand, I'm sure. Um, Jordan Bohannon. Uh, so the other thing that you want to talk about with this lineup is, you know, Brady Manick didn't really get going until the second half. He made a couple big threes, a couple yeah. tough ones as well. He's an interesting, uh, you know, matchup fit against Duke. And I think that that was kind of a, a weird thing that's hard to plan for if you're Duke, because North Carolina has a ton of length. Like yeah. after RJ Davis, who's six foot, Love is six four, Leaky Black, I think is six six or six seven, Manick six nine, Baycott six ten, six eleven. So uh, it's a tough matchup for Duke, and I think that if Duke's not going to shoot the lights out, if A.J. Griffin's not going to show up, they're going to have a lot of problems, and they did. They were 12 of 20 from the free throw line. They got out-rebounded 50 to 41. 
Baycott had 21 of those rebounds. Insane, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and if he would have not gone out for a few minutes, he might have gotten like 24, 25. Right. So, I mean, that's the type of player you need, though, a big glass cleaner. I think that Baylor had that last season with uh, whether it was Flo Thamba Mm -hmm. or Chambo Chachua. That's something that a lot of teams, a lot of the good teams in the country that are like higher – higher rated um, one or two seeds or three seeds every year. A lot of them don't really have that either the team rebounding mentality or the center who's going to rebound everything. Like, I think a lot of those teams miss that. I think that Villanova has that. I don't think that a team like Illinois has that. Yeah. We're being, you know, fair to them. Um, I, I think Arizona had that for some of the season. I didn't think they showed that at all in the tournament. I think they kind of completely changed the way they played with Creasa being the way that he was, but that's what North Carolina does. They can rebound, and it's an important part of the game, especially when they kind of lack in some categories against other teams. They can rebound. And, um, you know, I I think clearly I was wrong about Hubert Davis. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was the best hire. I think a lot of people felt the way that I did, but they made a run. I mean, yeah, I think the whole – the way that he just, you know – stepped on Coach K's throat about six times this season with those two big wins, probably make the entire thing worth it, whether they're good for the next <laughs> decade or not. Yeah. They own that rivalry no matter what. Yep. They beat Coach K Cameron Indoor when it was all about him. Oh, my last game at Cameron Indoor, like most of the people outside the national media are fake Duke fans given F, and then beat them in the Final Four. So if you're a North Carolina fan, I think you own the rivalry for a while, plus they have the most recent national title between the two. Um, so they got that going because obviously in 2017, they beat Gonzaga in the national championship. Duke's last was 2015, but Duke only won because let's be honest, they faced a white Wisconsin team. I mean, what, what are you, what are you gonna do about that? And then obviously Kentucky lost that Wisconsin team fluke game, Kentucky, if they would have gotten the national title game would have destroyed, uh, Duke. But anyway, uh, that's a hypothetical, right? Um, yeah. so yeah, coach key's done. Very exciting. Very happy about it. Um, I think it, it can be more about the kids now, you know, because it was all about Coach K. All he said was, oh, I don't want to make it about yourself. Dude, you made it about yourself. <laughs> right. Like, what are you saying? That was the first thing that he said, right? Yeah. Like, you I, made it I about yourself. I don't want to make about myself. How many, how many first-round picks did Duke has from this team? Four? Um, probably. I mean, Paolo's a first-round pick. I think Mark Williams might be a first-round pick. I think – AJ Griffin is a first round pick. I think Keels has a chance to be a first round pick. That's disappointing. I mean, a lot of people will say, well, the Zion year that they lost in the Elite Eight, I think, to Michigan State. A lot of people yeah. will say that was the that was the hardest year, but this was still disappointing because it's all about Coach K. And you know, I'm glad that a coach was able to get a, a retirement farewell to her. It's not about me, but let me just accept gifts from every single uh every single place I go on the road. And then let me just make sure that everybody bows down to me in my last game at Cameron indoors. We get bent over by the Tar Heels. <laughs> what a joke. I'd say it got to be the worst way to go. Out, <clears throat> right. I mean, well, the best way if you're, you know, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's I, probably, probably going to come back now. I got it. If he comes <laughs> back, I'm done. I'm just done. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at this mock draft here. They have Bonchero three, AJ Griffin six, which not sure if I want him if Lakey Black's guarding him the whole time. Yeah, I mean, no kidding. Uh, Mark Williams 15. And then 
Wendell Moore, 23. So that right there is four in the top 25. And uh, I'm assuming Trevor Keels could get drafted if he wanted to. I don't know where. But uh, which is interesting because if we look tonight real quick before we get into the game tonight, looking at some potential NBA players from tonight's game, I mean, Agbaji is going to be either late lottery or just outside the lottery. Yeah. Um, Christian Brown, I think, has a chance to be a first-round pick. Uh, this mock has him at 25. Um, as for North Carolina, I mean, I don't really – this uh, this mock has Keels thirty six. So that's fine. Yeah, they're going to get five guys drafted. Couldn't even get to the national championship. What a bunch of losers. Um, I mean, Caleb Love was looked at as a possible like lottery pick when he got to North Carolina as a freshman, yeah. and he kind of struggled a little bit last year. Now he's good. Don't know if that's going to affect his draft stock at all. But you know, it's about the kids, right? So we got to focus on the game, and it's all about the kids. Because uh, Coach K's not there. If it was, if it was Coach K, it'd be all about him. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. let me make sure that we watch him walk down the tunnel, and watch him cringe. Quinn, I mean, there's no coach that is more cringe in the sideline when they're yelling than him. Like it's weird. It's like very grandpa esque. It's very He's weird. old. Yeah, but come on. I mean, there's coaches his age that have like, you know have a different wave. Like Bob McKillop is like 136 years old at Davidson. He's less cringe than coach K like coach K's elbows. Are, it's just, it's, it's, there's no way that guy's good at any sports anymore. Like how was he ever a basketball player? Like, how does that make any sense? Have you the seen game, that guy? Game was different back then. God, I mean, there's no way he could shoot the ball. Literally <laughs> no way. Unless maybe he was so good that it's just like, he can't even move his elbows now in a proper way because he was so good back then. But, um, all right, this national championship ratings wise, how do you think it's going to do? Uh, I think it should be a good game. Um, you know, Blue Blood Central for uh, you know people that love that. I think it'll be all right uh, ratings wise. Um, I think that uh, I think I hope it's a good game. That's, that's all that matters, right? That's all we want. It's a good game. I think um, that's fair. Yeah. You know, I, I assume Leaky Black's going to have. Baji to guard, so that should be a fun matchup. And like you said, if Baycott's good, um, him and McCormick are going to be fun to watch down low. So um, I think this has a, a good potential to be really good. If, if you kind of look at numbers, uh, both teams are highly relying on their starters now. So, um, you know, you, you get this late, you, you can't trust anybody, I guess. So you just throw the guys out there that, that play, you know, get them in there 40 minutes plus. So, um, well, you got like, you got like the two fastest teams left right now in terms of tempo. Yeah. Kansas 65th, which is pretty high rated because there's a lot of mid-major schools that are not good, but they just go up and down the floor. Uh, and North Carolina is 40th in that. So should be a high pace game. Let me look at some of the past ratings because I I think that last year's game is as big as it was between the best two teams. I don't think um, the ratings were that good. Let me just check. Yeah, North Carolina has a huge fan base all over the country, and I, I believe Kansas probably has one of the bigger ones too. So that's got to help. I mean, last year's rating, well, let's just put it this way. Last year's uh, rating was 9.4 for the national championship, 17 million viewers. Uh, to put that into perspective, it did better than Villanova, Michigan in 2018, 
but Virginia Texas Tech had 19.6 million viewers. Um, but the last national championship that North Carolina was in, I think that some of the things that factor in this is that North Carolina is an eight seed. I don't think people would, which is dumb, but it kind of, I don't think people are as likely to watch North. If they, if they're a non-basketball fan, yeah, if North Carolina is a one or a two, they're going to watch. But it's if still North, eight, but it's still it North is. Carolina. Yeah, I mean, but I just think that people look at it differently. Can't you can't say, oh, North Carolina is an eight seed. <clears throat> They've literally what won the most national titles, yeah, in the nation. So Cinderella. Yeah, the, the Cinderella. Slipper still fits. <laughs> uh 20, 23 million was the last time that they were in it. So just blew it out of the water. Now, before that, you look at White Wisconsin versus Duke, 28 million. Pretty good. Uh UConn, Kentucky, 21 million, which is not great. The last one that was pretty bad, I would say, is going to be, I mean, there was huge numbers back in the day, 1997, 28 mil between Arizona and Kentucky. Uh, How much do you think the Bird Magic 79 game got, viewers-wise? 21 million. 35, nice try. (laughs) I think that's the highest rated of all time. Uh, And then second, I think, is the NC State-Houston 1983. But anyway, yeah, uh, real quick, to give you an Illinois flavor, 2005, what do you think the viewers were for that? Uh, 29 million. (laughs) 23.8. How am I supposed to know these? I'm giving you kind of a baseline saying, hey, Wisconsin, Duke got 28, you know, that type of deal. Now – I'm very curious to see if tonight's game does better than last year's. I would think that it would because last year's was a bubble situation, not a big crowd. This is the Final Four's back. It would be pretty cool to be in New Orleans right now if you're a basketball fan. Um, Do you like that they play in football stadiums? You know, I think I've kind of gotten used to it. I think it's kind of unique to the point where it's not like that at all until you get to the Final Four for the most part. Yeah. So it's kind of – now I don't like the fact that a player could like slip and then like you know fall fall a hundred stories down why, to the ground. Why on earth would you raise the court? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 unique though. That's the cool thing about it. Yeah, it's unique. It also all. reminds me of I busted his skull open. Very well, unique. We're back to normalcy, you know, because if a player can get foul, fall, slip, fall off the floor, I mean that's that's what it's all about. Right? Okay, yeah, so, that's what we're looking for. Okay. I think it'll do better than last year's, though. Last year's 17 mil, that's beatable. Okay, that's beatable. Yeah. Um, Kansas is also in it, so I think that's significant. Yeah. Because uh, they are a, a big-time, uh, you know, program of sorts. Um, so it should do better. The last national title game that Kansas was in was 2012 when they uh, lost to Kentucky. That was $20.8 million. On that one, but that was also Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Kansas. It's similar, but it's not right. similar. Now, one interesting thing is that the Duke name probably carries more cachet than any team ratings wise because twenty three point nine million against Butler is uh, a pretty big deal. Which Butler was a total flash in the pan team because Brad Stevens' records at the end of, at the end of his tenure there stunk. Yeah, and uh, now they got Thad Mata. So how about that? Interesting, the fact that he would come out of retirement to coach Butler, but well, I mean, all the there's a lot of big names at Butler now, as or a lot of big yeah. names in the Big East coaching. Did he used to coach at Butler? 
Yeah, I think he had he uh, he was an assistant there for four seasons. Then he gotcha. was a head coach for one season. Then left for Xavier, and then okay. Ohio State, and then retired at fifty for some reason. So he's back. Uh, so yeah, you know he's 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 still young enough, right? Um, he's not that. He's only like eight years older than Shaheen Holloway. So wow, which is weird to think about because he looks like a hundred years older. <laughs> but anyway, um, tonight's game. All right, here we go. My thing for Kansas. Can mm-hmm. they shoot like they did against Villanova? Not exactly like it, but I was like say, no shot. close, like 45-45. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the matchups defensively, if Hubert Davis plays his cards right, I think they match up well against them. But, I don't. I mean, you look at the lineups, and obviously Remy Martin's going to play a lot, but just looking at it from a lineups perspective, uh, Dewan Harris, Christian Brown, Oche Igbaji, Jalen Wilson, David McCormick, starting five for Kansas. Now, the matchups against those guys for North Carolina, I would say R.J. Davis against DeWan Harris is the play. I would say you go Caleb Love against Christian Brown, Leaky Black against Oche Agbaji. You go Manic against Wilson and then McCormick against Baycott. I think those match up well for both teams. I think especially for North Carolina on the defensive end, they have the size to match up with, with them. I don't think that Villanova had all of that. Yeah. Even though Villanova was able to mask it for a lot of the tournament against guys like, um, you know, Dickinson and what they had at uh, Houston or the other teams that they played. So I think that North Carolina can can match up against them well. Um, I think that Remy Martin, the way that he played against Villanova is concerning because uh, I think that they that North Carolina can guard him and confuse him a little bit which Villanova did that. Yeah. Uh, so that's the big thing for Kansas. Can they shoot the way they did their sixth in adjusted offensive efficiency, 17th in defensive efficiency? They hold the advantage of both of those categories. But I think you throw it all out the window when you see the way North Carolina has been playing. I don't, think that, I don't think that you can you know, look at this game and say, well, North Carolina is an eight seed. Even though I did that from a ratings perspective, I don't think you can do that from a game perspective. No. No, they're not playing like an eight seed right now. I find it hard to believe that an AC is going to win a national title. I don't know why. I just do. I know it's North Carolina. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you look at it and you think this is Kansas's game to lose, right? Um, North Carolina, although playing great, um, Kansas was, was really good um, against Villanova. And I just, I, I think that Kansas is going to, going to win this. Um, I hope they win it because in my bracket, Gets me second place if they win. So, um, yeah, I got to root for Bill Self tonight, sadly. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I, I kind of choked when I said that. So, um, but I just, like I said, it, it's it's basketball at its highest point. I hope it's a good game. I hope, you know, hope we get our first buzzer beater. We had, there hasn't been a buzzer beater all tournament. What's up with that? Rough show. Ref show. I think Bo is going to be on this game. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, the first game was so good because there it was, was so nice. Yeah. No foul calls. And the second game just whistle, Whoa. whistle, whistle. Yeah. Absurd. They'll probably be on the game. Why not? Everybody thinks he's good. So, whatever. <laughs> um, for North Carolina, Brady Manick, Caleb Love need to hit shots early. Yeah. Because both of them kind of struggled a little bit until the second half. I don't think you can do that against Kansas. I think the Duke is a team that's vulnerable when they're not making shots. I think Kansas can be that, but I also think if 
I mean, it's. I think it's a rarity if McCormick and Igbaje are both bad, especially lately. I don't think that's going to happen tonight. Um, but at the end of the day, I think North Carolina wins this game. So take everything that I said, throw it out the window. Okay. North Carolina wins by three. And I'm going to say it is a buzzer beater. I hope so. It's going to be uh, Caleb Love. Everybody thinks he's going to shoot it. Swings it over to Manic. Three ball. How you doing? Game over. 78-75. North Carolina wins their one billionth national title. <laughs> Cue the one shining moment. And it'll be one more kick in the face to that scumbag Coach K, <laughs> um, who seems like a good enough guy. You know, but, it's funny. This season's all been all about Coach K. But really, I, we got two ex-Roy Williams teams playing for the national That's Island. right. Roy so. Williams wins again, folks. <laughs> He won the last national title between the two coaches. He didn't have some BS retirement tour when we wants everyone to talk about him and how great he is. He just left and said, F it, I don't care. I'm going to golf, but I'm also going to go to every single game. And then people are going <laughs> to bitch about me wearing a mask when in reality, who gives a damn? And then number four is that he's got both of his teams playing. Obviously, he's going to root for North Carolina. Those are his guys. Right. And I wouldn't want to root for Bill Self either if I were him. I think anybody rooting for Bill Self with no nothing at stake is is a clown. I mean, you have something at stake. That's why you have to root for him. Right, exactly. But, I mean, people are like, oh, I want Kansas to win. I mean, give me a break. Nobody wants to see that. North Carolina is America's team right now. And that's all there is to it. So, <clears throat> I think North Carolina wins. Now, let me just put this into perspective. The fact that I picked Baylor to beat Gonzaga in my bracket last year but didn't have the stones to pick them in the actual game, which is the dumbest thing I've ever done, pick Gonzaga. This year, I'm saying F it. I'm going North Carolina, and I'm going to go against everybody, and I hope I'm right. If I'm wrong, whatever, season's over. What can you do? But um, yeah. We'll um, and if North Carolina wins, I just need it to be a high-scoring game. So, I mean, th- that gets me third. If North Carolina wins, and it's like uh, 155, 156, so. I think there's a chance. I mean, you look at both teams, uh, they really get up and down the floor and after bricking everything, and that's probably a problem. Yeah, but, exactly. Which could happen with how fast they play and it's kind of the – I mean, I, if you're North Carolina, I don't think you want to get into half court very much because if you watch the way Kansas defended Villanova's half court offense, it's like, I don't know if I want to do that. So I think if you're, if you're North Carolina, you want to get out and run, but you also don't want to have Leaky Black as the open shooter every time. You don't want that to happen, and it probably will happen. So we'll see. Either way, I'm taking North Carolina to win. That'll do it for us. Uh, I don't know when we'll be doing the recap of the game. I mean, last year we did it right after the game. game. Yeah, we'll see. See what's going on tonight. We'll see what's what it'll be tonight or tomorrow, I guess. So uh, that'll do it for us. North Carolina's going to win. You heard it here first. Uh, Good thing Coach K is gone. And, uh, okay, enjoy the game tonight.